You have fought back the Dominion, looted strongholds, and even braved a Shaper Storm. But now you're safe behind the city walls. Freelancer, welcome home. This is The Anthem Show. Freelancers, welcome home. This is The Anthem Show. I am your host, Manny G, and I am joined by two amazing people. We have both Andy and Flavorous. What is up, my friends? Hey, buddy. Howdy. Howdy. How are you guys doing? Great, man. Just here, hanging out with you once again. <laughs> Another opportunity to hang out with my favorite virtual person in the world. Yes, I am. I am just, I am like Cortana. We're related. <laughs> you're, uh, no, I would, you're more like Max Hedrum in my head. Am I? <laughs> do you remember him? Yes. Yes, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is episode one. Season one, the pre-launch season of Anthem the Game. So, the Anthem Show is a project of the Gaming Adventure Club community. And the purpose of this series is to prepare us for the launch of Anthem the Game, which releases February 22nd. So, let's get some questions out of the way really quick. Pre-launch season, right? So, Mm -hmm. is is there going to be a post-launch season? Well, the pre-launch season is what we are currently committing to bringing you. Now, going beyond that, we have to first see, is BioWare going to deliver on the promises of Anthem? Is EA going to let BioWare be BioWare and give us the game they've promised? So once we have an answer to that question, then we will look to see, will the show continue? But as of now, this is going to serve as a primer for both you and me. And us. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, there is a kill switch. Just just <laughs> stuffed directly inside the show. Flav is yes. holding his hand over the red button. The the little <laughs> the protector cover is open. He's just ready. Yeah. So well we have seven shows planned mm-hmm. right now. So uh six or seven. We have some flexibility there. But we want to release shows all the way up until the release of Anthem the Game. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna get ready. We're gonna learn about what the game is. We're going to learn about the lore. We're going to learn about the javelins. We're going to learn about the elder game. And then we're going to talk about all of our hopes and desires and dreams for what Anthem could be before the game launches. So that's what we're doing. That is what we're doing. So I want you guys to get involved. I want you to send in your feedback. If you have questions that need answers, I will do everything I can to get you answers. Um, How do you contact us? You could, well, first you could reach us on Twitter. It's just uh, twitter.com slash The Anthem Show. You could send us an email, feedback at theanthemshow.com, right? Super easy. Or you could just hit us up on Discord. Um, like I said, we're part of the Gaming Adventure Club. So you can go to thegamingadventureclub.com slash, slash Discord and you can converse with us there. Nice. All right, boys, without further ado, let's jump into the show. So the first thing we want to talk about is the VIP demo coming up. So we know that EA kind of has these confusing release things, right? The demo's coming out, 
but it's private and then it's public. Mm -hmm. And then if you have this, you can play early or if you have this, you can play 10 hours early or if, you know, so, so it gets kind of confusing and a little clouded. So yeah, I'm just going to tell you about what's coming up first. The first thing to look out for the demo, it is a closed demo available January 25th, 26th and 27th. Now, hopefully there's not going to be any kind of downtime, but that is the first opportunity you have to play Anthem, right? So it's it's a completely closed demo. Hmm. So how do you gain access? You have to, number one, either pre-order the game or you have to have Origin access on PC or you have to have EA access on Xbox. There is absolutely, oh, there you go. You got it. You're in. <laughs> Confirmed. In. Yes. <laughs> there was there was no VIP demo for PlayStation. Wah, wah. Sorry guys. Suck it PlayStation. Sorry. We finally get something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Finally. <laughs> As you can tell we're all Xbox players. <laughs> but Andy has like four PS4s I, I have, think yes, and another I one do. in the mail yeah. and I refuse yeah. to play any of them though. There you go. <laughs> hey, I'm just jumping in here during editing. We totally got that wrong. If you pre-order the game on PlayStation, you do have access to the VIP demo in January. Sorry about that. Back to the show. This show, we're going to talk about Anthem the game. What is Anthem, right? Cool. Flav, take it away, buddy. So Anthem is being developed by BioWare and published by Electronic Arts. What kind of game is Anthem? Well, it's a shared world third-person looter shooter, but it goes beyond that. From Anthem's website, at the heart of Anthem is a unique concept called Our World, My Story. It forms the foundation for how Anthem combines a shared world and a personal single-player story into one seamless experience. So, that means Anthem has an individualized story that explores your personal city instance of Fort Tarsus. And that has NPCs that react based on your personal decisions. Bioware is calling this real-time storytelling. A reinvention of personal narrative in a multiplayer game. That is actually a really big claim, right? They're Mm -hmm. reinventing personal narrative in a multiplayer game. It is. And they are doing this by giving you fewer dialogue options, uh, which I thought was, was very interesting. Uh, So it seems like they are both expanding and limiting at the same time. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny because there's a lot of multiplayer games that have single player story elements, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of them. Like if you look at like World of Warcraft, for instance, you know, there's it's a giant multiplayer game, massively multiplayer online role playing game. Right. But you have this story that you as a player play through. But you mm-hmm. can play through the story with other people, and it's all basically on the same track. You could only create so much narrative that is, you know, goes goes in and branching paths with a game like that. You really can't, right? You have these rails. Mm-hmm. So Bioware is trying something completely different. There is this separation. There's the the our world, which is all multiplayer, mm-hmm. and then there's my story, right? It's just a personal story that is specific to you. And that's going to be different from the friends you're playing the R world section with. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they also said that if you're not into that at all, you can just kind of breeze through it. You can skip it. 
which is interesting. I don't know how many players are actually going to do that because mm. I feel like that's the <laughs> big pull of a Bioware game, oh, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but if if you want to, you don't have to. That's really cool. Everything that I've seen, from what I've seen, you know, they they, they are sort of opening it up, you know, for people to choose to play the entire thing solo, right? They don't have to match make. They don't have to play with other people. But but it is, I think, built around, it sounds like, uh, some of the mechanics, you know, the, the, the way the, the suits or the classes sort of, you know, help each other out and how they, how mm-hmm. they pair and all that stuff. You know, it's yeah. built around that, and certainly that makes it a lot easier. But, uh, but if, you know, if we have got people out there that, you know, and there are plenty of people, you know, as, as the big companies, I'm sure, run the numbers, you know, you talk about, you know, games like other games, um, like this, that, you know, how many people have completed raids in Destiny? How many people have completed those, those aspects mm-hmm. of the game, uh, with, a, that require other people? And the percentage yeah. is really small. So it sounds like, you know, it sounds like BioWare's sort of giving some flexibility to folks so that they can all experience the same game. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, I think. Yeah. So, so it's a shared world. It's always online mm-hmm. and they have built in matchmaking. Mm-hmm. And they have matchmaking for every aspect of the game, which is pretty interesting. Apart from that whole, the the personal Fort Tarsus story right. line and all that, right? But um, it, even the hardest content in the game has matchmaking, which is mm-hmm. interesting because it's different than a lot of other games, especially mm-hmm. games like uh, like Destiny, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't yeah. matchmake in certain activities, right? No, exactly. Um, that that uh, that also makes it super interesting. You know, I think the fact that uh, you know, it's limited to four people, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that maybe gives them a little bit more ability to build around that, right? To to mm. balance around that versus, you know, six players, you know, and then how much flexibility and customization are we going to have in that? You know, that, that'll be interesting to see because, mm-hmm. you know, to match make and not necessarily close it off to where, you know, though, though, I, I mean, at least our understanding or the what we've been told in the past is, you know, we don't have matchmaking in these uh, activities because because it would be too hard. It would be, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be a mess for yeah. folks to get in there because there's so much communication that has to happen and whatnot. So yeah. that's you know, we just have to see what what they're thinking, you know. There's a lot of people who would rather have matchmaking for those harder difficulties and will find success. Mm-hmm. But if you just eliminate the option altogether, then, you know, that's not really fair to them, especially since the right. whole matchmaking system is a system in the game. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's positive. If you're going to go in there and try to do very hard content and you're going to matchmake. Yeah, there's a chance that you can fail, but there's also a chance you can succeed. And for that harder content, you're probably going to try and use voice chat and you may find some good friends doing that too. So why not have the option? But um, but like I was mentioning earlier, and and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I think you guys have probably watched way more videos than I have. But the videos that I've seen, um, you know, they're from the developers, they're all interviews uh, with them. Uh, they They've said that, that there is matchmaking available, but but people can choose to do it solo. Yes, and that it uh, you know it sounds like the system is pretty robust. It seems. Well, there are more difficulty level options mm-hmm. than in most games. 
Uh, there's going to be a total of six. So yeah, if if you're a really good player, maybe you can tackle some of this in-game content at a higher difficulty level just by yourself. And you know, it's even if you can't, it's probably going to be fun to try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. And with a game like Destiny, you know, they they don't do matchmaking for their raids, and mm-hmm. they have come out and said it's because they don't want players to have a bad experience. Because right. a lot of people in the community are like, you have to be this level with this gear. Right. You have to know every little nuance of the raid, otherwise you're out. Right. And and they don't want that. Right. But I think open it up because, yeah, you're probably going to have a bad time some of the time, but then you might find your new best friend. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. And you know what? To be fair, I think I I, I mentioned Destiny. I'm, I'm the one who brought that up. Manny, you mentioned WoW. But it sounds honestly, uh, as I saw more and more videos on this, it really sounds more like a, a Monster Hunter world comparison then a whole world andy then then uh then uh then a destiny comparison you know in that monster hunter really is more pv it's pve centric um the you know the 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 max that we could go in there in a group was four and uh and it's loot based right so yeah i think that probably is a more a fairer comparison uh, to this game than Destiny, but um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Well, what about Warframe? I don't know, Flav. What do you think? Warframe? Do you think that's a fair comparison? I guess that would be. Uh, is four? I I do think that four it's a fair activity. comparison, but I also think that you know the WoW, Halo, Destiny, all like Borderlands, like mm-hmm. this game just keeps getting compared to other games. <laughs> Diablo, yeah. especially, which is yeah, the most Diablo, yeah the most exciting to me. But what I'm hoping is that it's none of these and all of these at the same time. Yeah. yeah. We keep yeah. trying to boil it down to something that we understand. Right. Oh, and, yeah. And I'm hoping it's just going to be bigger than any of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with For something sure. new, you want to make it relatable. Yeah. You, you want to understand it, wrap your head around it. But yeah, it looks like this is going to be, you know, a different type of experience, you know, mm-hmm. in their words. It's a real-time storytelling, a reinvention of personal narrative in a multiplayer game, right? right. So, so they are they are selling us on the idea that we're they're giving us something new. So, I'm I'm actually super excited, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But let's let's dig more into what this game anthem is, right? So, we went over the shared world aspect and matchmaking here. Flav, you want to take us through uh, some of these other points here? I would love to. So a big part of this game is the loot that you will receive. And it is going to be random loot, and there are going to be several different rarities. And depending on what you're playing, you'll be more likely to get one of these rarities. Uh, We have common, uncommon, rare, epic, masterwork, and newly added, legendary. Yes. So that is an expansion from what I am used to in mm-hmm. most games. That's a lot of different rarities. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, Manny, you're going to have random rolls on these, right? Yeah. So the way it's going to work is that let's just say a weapon, for instance. 
So you have a, a weapon called Andy's hammer, right? Oh, and that's whenever OP, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is OP. Whenever Andy's hammer. Now I'm totally making this up. But whenever Andy's hammer shoots two enemies within a two second period, it stun locks them. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is intrinsic to the weapon Andy's hammer. Right. But there's going to be some other other affixes on that weapon that will be random. So you can get this weapon a dozen times and none of them are going to be identical mm-hmm. because of those affixes are going to change. And they're going to be things that are going to influence your specific javelin. So it's going to either give you like flight time or it's going to give you like a like pickup radius to to gather yeah. loot. Or I think I even saw the stack luck. But there are going to be things that benefit you in one way or another. So there is this entire system that's built in that is that is completely random mm-hmm. that makes the, the, the chase so much more valuable because you can get that weapon that you want that does that extra thing. But all those extra bonus stats really, really, you know, make you engaged as a as a loot chaser. My understanding is the harder the difficulty, the better the I guess the drop. Yes, correct. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So there is an opportunity. There's a chance. There's a, an extremely small percentage chance that legendaries can drop in low difficulty levels. But what you're mostly going to get is common right. and uncommon and rare. So depending on whatever difficulty level you're playing in, then that is what is going to determine what the common rarity type is going to be dropping at yeah and then and uh on top of all this and i'm sure we're going to talk about this but the difficulty levels within that and i think flav you mentioned it um are like like diablo-esque in that you know for those of you that haven't played diablo it's not just you know easy you know what is it uh veteran and then legendary, right? Like Diablo has torment levels is what they're called. And they go like all the way up to what, 18 or something crazy like that. Um, I think they go up to 12. Okay. I don't know. It's been a, it's been a while. But I mean, that's a lot of torment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and they do, and it gets, you know, obviously the enemies, you know, get, uh, get more difficult, not just in their tankiness, uh, but also the AI, you know, they get smarter, faster, uh, just make you work harder. But, uh, generally speaking, the drops that you're getting at those level levels are just a lot better, right? So, um, yeah, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to jump into Javelin Torment 20 and get my uh, legendary Andy's hammer to drop finally. <laughs> <laughs> and and what's neat about this is it promotes teamwork. Mm-hmm. So even if you typically are a solo player, you're always going to want that better gear. So you're going to be more apt to seek out friends or a group or jump into matchmaking. So it is a it makes it more dynamic mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah, dude. Really exciting. So moving on to the shooter aspect of the looter shooter this is going to be third person perspective unless you're in fort tarsus that is first person but all of the actual gameplay is going to be third person um and there are several different ways to kill people (laughs) so you've got 
You've got your guns, uh, melee abilities. You've got straight up crazy abilities uh, specific to each javelin. Just there's a lot of dynamism there. And if you haven't looked, you'd actually be really surprised at how many different abilities you can choose from uh, in each specific javelin. So you've got abilities like projectiles, um, you've got utilities, and you've got super abilities. I can't, I can't tell you, uh, just looking at the gameplay and how all the different javelins work together, uh, it's really exciting. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking like, you know, I always joke and I say like, I want the, the striker titan, whatever that one is, you know. <laughs> but watching them, you know, I was like, man, I don't know, man. I, that big lumbering oaf doesn't look fun, you know. Like I, the dagger one looks fun to me, the melee one. What is that one? I forget what it's called. Oh, the, the interceptor. Yeah, there's the, yeah. The, the big one is the colossus and then the interceptor. Is the, the interceptor. That one looks like a lot of fun, you know. And so to, to think... You know, the abilities that it can pull off and and how they, uh, you know, how you can utilize a combination of, you know, different types of javelins and and how they sort of build off of each other's, you know, different abilities and and, and whatnot, you know, like to be able to, uh, I think that one of the examples we saw was the Colossus sort of throwing out all its missiles, right, softening up a bunch of uh, ads and then... Uh, yeah. Watching like that storm uh, one kind of clean them up, right? Both of them using sort of that one-two area of effect punch. But uh, but yeah, dude, it's, that looks like a ton of fun, man. I can't wait. Yeah, and what that does is it increases the skill ceiling. So you're going to have your own personal skill ceiling with each of your javelins, but then you've got the separate skill ceiling playing with other people because the javelins do synergize so well. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to find that, that group of friends, those couple people in which you just really gel and their play style meshes with your play style. And you're going to be able to take on higher difficulties. And that's really neat. And again, it promotes team play and friendship and you know, that's always a good thing. All the good stuff. I like, uh, I like how it's set up because a lot of shooters, even if they have like a super abilities, right? A lot of time they feel kind of one dimensional. It feels like you're either always shooting and occasionally using special abilities. But I like how you can, depending on, on your build and your equipment, you can really emphasize your projectiles, right? You can, you know, like we saw in some of the live streams, how you, if you're, if you're flying and you use this particular ability or get this particular kill, then you're, you're, um, grenades recharge like 50% faster or whatever. So, mm. you know, it's not just about gunplay. It's about focusing on using your projectiles and using your utility as well. Mm -hmm. Your utility is really good. You can do stuff from reducing damage or you can uh, remove debuffs or you can put up a wall that, that completely blocks enemy damage. And there's mm -hmm. all these different utility abilities that help your team succeed as a whole, which is really great. And, there's a lot of deep RPGs out there and like I've, you know, I've played a lot of path of exile mm -hmm. and in that game, you kind of get to a point where you're just focusing on once your build focuses on one specific skill after a while. Yes, you do have utility skills you can throw in there and stuff, but you know, if you're like focusing on Marauder and you're, you're trying to map at a high level and you're just doing your cyclone, right? You're just doing these, this one button build, right? And a lot of RPGs kind of boil down to that, but I like at least it seems 
I like that the javelins are staying diverse and it looks as though you're going to have these different play styles that are good in different scenarios and situations. And from what we've seen, it looks like the strongholds are offering different types of scenarios that gives you the opportunity to either focus on your projectiles or bring up your utility to keep people alive. Mm-hmm. And definitely, you know, using your supers to kind of level um, yeah. and, and destroy, right? Right. Yeah. Well, like you said, and if and if the cooldown on those abilities and projectiles and utilities and all that stuff is set up, I don't want to say if it's just inherently quick enough, but I'm sure there like it's there's so many layers to this. I'm I'm sure that you know we can we can make those and adjust those, tweak those to to our liking. Then it turns into something you know like you know men, you mentioned earlier, Manny Warframe, where. Where it's just, I mean, what makes that game so special to me is that, yeah, man, like those, those abilities are, I mean, the, the amount of customization that you can do on something like that is, is limitless, man. You know, Mm -hmm. like you could be spamming supers in clear, uh, entire levels without even using your weapons, you know, if you have them built right. So that's exciting, dude. That's what makes a game fun. And the fact that this game... Uh, at launch won't have PV, uh, PvP makes that even more of a possibility, right? Because they don't mm-hmm. have to worry about balancing for that. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Warframe, and uh, we're making an entire portion of the audience be like, I don't know Warframe. And the other portion of the audience is like, yes, Warframe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but but in Warframe, more so than any other game I've played, it has forced me to play a role. Mm-hmm. So either DPS or or support, but even drilled down further than that, uh, it has absolutely forced me to play a role. And I think the way that Anthem is set up, it's going to be the same thing whenever you get into harder content mm-hmm. is this is my job. If I don't do this job, the team fails. Yeah. Flav, if you I'm- don't kill everything on the map... Then we're gonna die. Okay, I'm I'm gonna pick Mesa then. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the only reason I mentioned it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited, uh, more so about the team play than mm-hmm. than anything else else in this game. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next thing we've got is the RPG character builder, and there are actually character levels that you go through um so you you level up your character you can play as all four javelins even though you're just the one character because of course the javelins are just a suit so Mm -hmm. in destiny you had your three classes and if you wanted to play your titan instead of your warlock you had to back out in this Mm -hmm. game you just change the suit and you're good to go nice nice hell yeah you mean you know i don't have to change characters no, because <laughs> you, you are your pilot. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did say you can start a new pilot if you want to, but you are yeah. your pilot. You're not your javelin. Which just brings a, a lot of the frustrations just mm-hmm. completely out of the forefront. Right. You just get to keep playing, mm-hmm. which is that that's all that means. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So your javelin, they still have like their own specific item level level and their own specific gear and stuff. So, you know, you're still going to want to customize your specific javelins and give them their own loadouts and stuff. But you as a pilot, you level up, you have different talents that you can choose. You have a a talent tree as a pilot, and those are specific to your pilot. 
and it doesn't matter what javelin you're in those uh those stick with you and and i imagine you'll be able to change them at some point but but yeah that's how that's how those character levels and and uh i guess item or uh uh excuse me talent talent tree goes heck yeah there aren't going to be any npcs to actually join you on missions although you will get their audio um so whoa i thought this was a bioware game no <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's it's a big departure from what we normally see from bioware right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's not completely taken away because uh you will have your cipher with you on your missions so mm-hmm. you've got owen and uh what's the other girl's name Faye? is that correct yes i think so yeah owen Faye. Uh, so you will be getting story elements even when you're out in the world, things like that. But there will not be actual NPCs fighting alongside you. Mm-hmm. That's what you guys are for. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. going to be fighting alongside That's you. Right. Yes, I'll be your NPC. There you go. There's not going to be any romance. So you can't, you know, you can't flirt, you can't marry, um, but you will be able to build relationships uh, with with all the different characters that you meet in Fort Tarsus. And it's up to you to decide which relationships you want to flesh out. And you will get different story beats or more story beats based on what you decide to do. Nice. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, I do like Typical that. To, to Bioware, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you don't get to have anyone come with you on missions. But like you said, you know, that's, that's the multiplayer aspect. Right. right? Mm-hmm. No romances, but I'm sure you can... Definitely, you know, lots of bromances, though. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so in uh, in episode three and four, we're gonna dive deep into each javelin, into all of the javelin abilities. But let's, Andy, let's touch on these javelins. Let's just give them a little overview, little taste. So, Anthem will launch with four different classes. You've got of javelins. Uh, you've got your ranger who is the, I guess, sort of it, it like the out-of-the-box, right, balanced uh, in mm. both combat and defense, so it's kind of a good go-to. Um, yeah, he's the every javelin. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you want a little speed? You want a little tankiness? You take the ranger. We should do this segment like a uh, used car salesman. Uh, <laughs> Colossus, who is going to be the uh, the tank, uh, as the name suggests, uh, it's a heavy class being able to use heavy weapons like flamethrowers and grenade launchers. Uh, and then uh, in some of the gameplay, uh, too, it also looks like they've got some shielding abilities and whatnot. So he looks like he's going to... Oh, but a little slower moving, too. Interceptors, a roguelike class that is agile without uh, without a melee cooldown. And I think that this uh, one is the one that I was talking about. It's kind of built around the melee. Yes. Uh, looks yeah, really you cool. You can definitely have like a melee-specific mm-hmm. build, yeah, melt things. And then Storm, which, uh, as the name suggests, uh, is a mage-like class that is described as a glass cannon that is better off in the air than on the ground. Uh, lots of lightning uh, and thunder uh death and destruction it looked like so uh she definitely lower he or she looks like uh it's uh it's gonna be a ton of fun to use uh there is an emphasis on group synergy through roles and a combo system so from what we've been told and from what some of what we've seen uh and we mentioned already uh, it looks like these uh classes will be able to synergize and use their abilities to um more 
uh, efficiently and effectively take care of, you know, the ads uh, and the bosses that uh, that are in the game. Uh, and then each class is locked to an exosuit called a javelin. You play as a pilot of a javelin, and as such, you can play uh, as all four javelins. So, uh, as Manny mentioned, not necessary to, you know, create a different character to play a different, you know, class. You just switch your suit and you are that class. So, dude, that is exciting. I love that approach. Yeah. To where, where you just, you know, pull out a different sports car. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I want the muscle car in this one. Man, if you look on the um, Anthem site, um, there's the official Anthem site. And um, I think it's like uh, anthem.ea.com or ea.com slash anthem mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Google it. You'll find it. They have a page there that shows all four javelins and it shows like mm-hmm. a, a gif of each of their supers. Man, it it looks they look amazing. They right. are so well animated mm-hmm. and they they look like um, just they, they've really nailed the fantasy and the character of which each what each javelin is meant to look like. Mm-hmm. Right. It looks so good. I love I man, I have no idea what I want to play first like i really don't yeah i have no clue like i just keep going back and forth between like the colossus and the ranger and the interceptor oh the interceptor man looks i'm, so I'm storm all right <laughs> all day i'm all storm i'm throwing lightning bolts yeah i'm all in man this although i'm awesome. guessing i'm guessing the way they've got it set up i'm not going to be able to unlock storm right away that's the impression no, that i have gotten no no they didn't they say manny that that uh that it's just within like the first hour you'd be able to unlock. Yeah. They like did say the that they changed some things mm-hmm. it, at first it was locked to like your story. So when you hit a certain story point, you'd be introduced to a new javelin, but they changed it so that at a special, uh, specific level threshold, you get to unlock a new javelin of your choice. Maybe I might be wrong about that, but I believe you, at certain levels, uh, you could just unlock a new javelin and, and go from there. So they the goal was to make it a little easier to obtain the javelin mm-hmm. that you want to specifically focus on. Right, right. I'm yeah. all in. Yeah, and apparently, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and it's not very – what I saw in the video I watched, if I understood it correctly, it's not very deep into uh, gameplay either. Like it's, it's yeah. fairly quick. So there you like go. The, the demo, you start at level 10, and they did say with a little work, you can unlock all four javelins in the demo. Oh, wow. So, you know, when when the game's in full release, I think, you know, the same would be true, right? Dude, yeah. So, like I mentioned, man, I'm, I'm really excited about uh, the Interceptor looks like the most intriguing, and it, it'll just... We'll have to see, man, because I know that they're, they're the way they're balanced, right? Like, if you have, like no cooldown on your melee and and it's a powerful melee ability you know if if you just jump into the mix into the fray you just be killing non-stop right so i'm sure that that one's going to be a little less tanky right so that it makes you sort of pull out and kind of slow you down a little bit but i'm really excited about that one man i like being in the fray man and and i think that one is one that i'm gonna probably look at getting into fairly quickly i'm i'm guessing the the my guess is the rangers the one that is going to be the default one if they start us with one yeah that's i believe that's what we all start with is the ranger yeah so 
But they also said don't discount the Ranger. It's not like the uh, the worst class or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just the most balanced. Right. So. Well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It looks super good. I mean, I think, I think, um, you know, a, a group of four Rangers would probably be able to take on anything in the game, right? Um, whereas oh, during sure. the live stream, they're kind of jokingly say, you know, if you do, if you do super hard content with four storms, then you're going to have to send us some screenshots or whatever. So, so <laughs> challenge accepted, but you know, I, I do like the fact that, that the all four javelins complement each other. I really like how the Colossus is made like the tank and you actually have abilities that you can pull aggro from other people. So, you know, that just basically means that you pull the aggression of all of the enemy AI, the enemy mobs to the Colossus to attack you. And then you have a shield, right? So you could pull up your shield and defend your group that way. So that's that's pretty sweet. You know, I, I like playing um, I like playing as a tank in MMOs. It is kind of a fun thing for me to do because I think I I'm I'm decent at knowing all the enemies in the room, knowing where my teammates are and how to protect them. So I, I do like that. But he's also described as a heavy hitter. Right. He uses these heavy weapons like a flamethrower and grenade launcher. So, you know, one one thing about tanks is often they just hit like wet noodles and they don't do a lot of damage because of their ability to stay alive. You know, and it's a part of that that balance, especially in games that have PvP. But this game doesn't. Right. So they allow you to to live that fantasy as being like this this heavy, powerful class that doesn't take any damage when you fall and you have your melee ability is you crush the ground, you know, and kill things around you. So right, right. It's it's pretty sweet, man. I'm I'm really excited mm-hmm. for all of these classes. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Well, sure. you're going to keep me alive as Colossus when I'm playing Storm. <laughs> yeah, take that aggro. I don't want it. You can have it. Yeah, right. <laughs> man, hey, I dude. need you to take this aggro right now. Yeah, as long as you're <laughs> calling an avalanche of of ice from the sky to smash everything, no problem. That's right. Deal. <laughs> so we alluded to it before, but Anthem is a PVE only game. At launch, there's not going to be any PVP modes. Uh, they've been kind of dodgy whenever uh, anybody asks if there's going to be PVP. I don't think that's because they're keeping anything from us, but I think it's because they're not sure yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. It may end up being uh, a situation to where the PvP is really PvEVP. So kind of think Gambit from Destiny, yeah. that that kind of deal to where um, you are fighting against another team, but you're not fighting that team, you're racing that team to complete some sort of objective, something like that. Yeah, I would love to see some kind of PvE ladder system. Where it's just, you know, kind of like Diablo has ladder systems and theirs is kind of tied to their rifts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're competing against other players on that rift system and the higher you get and the faster you get on a specific class that ranks you on the ladder. All right. So I would love to see some kind of ladder system that kind of drives people to play competitively in this PVE only environment. I think that would be incredible dude that would for me honestly that would be like a dream come true yeah like i I would love to do that leaderboards and all that stuff yeah i would love to see a ladder called slow and steady (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not the size of the wave it's the motion in the ocean (laughs) so there's 
a lot of different things that you can do in Anthem. Uh, we don't know about all of them yet, uh, but we do know about some really, really cool ones. So the main focus, at least I feel like it's the main focus, is going to be uh, the Critical Path storyline. Uh, every player will experience it, and every player will experience it differently. Hmm. So we, we alluded to it before, but the the story elements, or at least the bulk of the story elements, are going to take place in Fort Tarsus, which is kind of like your main base. You won't ever see any other players in Fort Tarsus. That right. is just completely mm -hmm. your place mm -hmm. and uh, the NPCs. But beyond that, when you actually go out into the world, you're going to have strongholds, which is what I'm most excited for because it's going to require the most team play, but it's going to be basically dungeons. And uh, there's going to be, um, in most cases, multiple bosses. It's going to require, uh, you know, teamwork, working together. It's, it's going to have multiple difficulties, and that's where you're going to get some of the best loot. Mm. Beyond that, you're going to have free play, which is kind of the exact opposite. It's just you mm -hmm. go explore the world, do whatever you want to do. And one of the big things that I've noticed a lot of the the developers and, and everything at Bioware have been really pushing is the verticality of the maps. Uh, so you can you can dive into lakes, uh, you can fly up and go uh, really really high, and there's really something everywhere no mm. matter your elevation and so exploration is going to be a big part of that and most of that exploration i think is going to come in free play yeah and you know speaking of that you know you mentioned the verticality and and even you know depth wise right going in underwater and all that stuff the ability to sort of explore that entire world i love that they've even built around that right where you know your javelin you know, yeah, you can fly, but you can't fly uh, forever, right? Because then at some point you'll have to, you know, uh, cool your your uh, jetpacks, right? So the water helps you do that, right? Or, or even just slowing down or just uh, going back to ground, right? Just to give your stuff time to reset. But I love how they built that into, into that verticality. So I think that's super cool. Yeah, it's it's a really neat system. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go into a free dive, you're going to cool yourself off a little bit. Or mm -hmm. if you hit water, yeah. you know, that's an instant cool down. That's yeah. so cool. Right. The fact that they thought of that, I feel like that's something most other developers would have overlooked. And I would have been like, if I go through a waterfall, it should cool me down. Yes, I'd be right. Like shaking my head, right? <laughs> I hate but this. But they thought of it. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So uh, past free play, uh, you've got contracts that you can pick up. Uh, from for multiple different NPCs uh, within Fortarsis, and you can you can take on these contracts. They have varying levels of difficulty, and you can actually get some of the best loot in the game by doing solo contracts, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is just absolutely awesome. I feel like they they are trying to let us play however we want. How you want to so, play, right? Yeah, so if you if you don't want to or you can't get into a group, you still can earn this really cool gear. Right, yeah. Can't get into a dungeon, go do one of these, you know, bounties or contracts, you know. It's, it's really cool. It is, yeah. 
and then beyond that, who knows? Uh, so they keep throwing around the term aspirational content. Um, basically, that's just going to be more in-game content. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited because the strongholds look really, really cool. And that's definitely in-game content. You know, that can be ridiculously difficult. So the fact that they're looking beyond that is is just showing me that this game is going to always have something to do. Yeah, definitely. That's how I got my wife to marry me. I promised her aspirational content <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Did you ever drop that DLC? <laughs> Don't worry, baby. It's just around the corner. And he has a live service going, so uh, keeps her around that way. That's right. But live live service. Actually, we're going to talk about that in a second. But yeah, let's. There, there's a couple topics here that uh, I want to discuss. And, and the first one is what Bioware has learned or what they have copied and kind of gleaned from other games to bring into Anthem to kind of feed off of the success of some of these other games. And, um, uh, you know, there, there's not, there, there's a lot of things that we can look at and a lot of different game systems that we could say, Hey, this in Anthem, this looks like this game, or this looks like that game. And there's a lot of things, but I think one thing that stands out is, um, and they they've alluded to this quite a bit, and they've talked about it directly, but it's the the Diablo uh, style loot system. So they yes. have these these random loot tables that are based off of difficulty. So if you have a, a particular boss like that that queen spider boss that we all saw, she doesn't have her own loot table. So what that means is that um, there's not a specific gun that she drops, and only she drops it. So you have to fight her and kill her until you get her to drop her loot, right? So depending on the difficulty level that you fight her at, um, that's going to determine the quality of the loot you get, but it's all random. So anything you kill can drop something that is either the best thing in the game or the worst thing in the game, which is, which is pretty interesting because that is kind of the foundation of games like Diablo, you know, Diablo is the kind of game that you just play and play and play and you just gather just tons and hoard tons of loot and it's all different, right? We talked about the, the random, uh, the randomness of certain uh, aspects of your loot. Yeah. And that's what the Diablo loot system is all about, right? So I have a question because I have never played Diablo. Stop what you're doing and go play it right now. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. The next season is in January. (laughs) <laughs> and we're all going to jump in and play that. So is that a frustration, having everything in the loot table? No. Mm-mm. I mean, Manny, you can speak better to this because you've played it a lot longer than me. But just from a newer uh, disciple of Diablo, um, I never I never felt that way, dude. It, because I think what makes Diablo so cool is that... Um, you just it's not like it there's no like raids or any of that stuff you burn through these rifts it's really fast you get a ton of drops so you just kind of look through them and and see like does this have the perk that i need 
to for my build for what I'm trying to accomplish. And if it doesn't, you just, you know, you dump it. You don't even pick it up a lot of times. And then you just reload and just go right back through. There's some stuff. Most of the stuff, if I recall correctly, drops randomly. But there are some items that you have to do specific acts or specific boss fights to get. Am I right, Manny? Yeah, yeah. And they actually, well, yeah, before I address that, let me kind of address what Flav is asking here. Mm Mm-hmm. There is a way for this to be very satisfying and there's a way for it to be extremely frustrating and soul crushing. <laughs> and that is completely wrapped around the frequency of loot drops. Mm-hmm. So in a games like Diablo and Diablo three specifically and, you know, Path of Exile, it is just raining loot all day long. I mean, rain, 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 dude, heavy storms. It's yeah. loot falling from the sky, right? Especially when you're on higher difficulty levels. Mm-hmm. The higher you are, the higher percentage chance you have for a loot to drop. So if that is the case, now they haven't talked about loot drop frequency. They've talked about rarity and they talked about randomness. But but the key component to, to this whole system and what makes it work is that a lot of loot drops and it drops all the time, mm-hmm. right? So that makes it feel good. Because you have all these, you know, just think of it as like a card game. You know, you have all these different cards that you could create a deck out of. And you're like, wow, okay, so I have all these options. So you don't feel like you're pigeonholed because you only have a couple cards. Yeah. If they are stingy with loot drops, and if if it's hard for stuff to actually, to acquire loot, then it's going to feel like you're trying to play, you know, a a, a card game with somebody that has, you know, 20 cards in his deck and you only have two. You know, you only have three or four, right? So so it's completely up to Bioware to make this feel good or to make this feel bad. You know, we'll see. And like Andy talked about how like in Diablo, you can farm specific items, right? Like with the, uh, the uh, like the, the cash, right? When you do all the bounties in one specific area in Diablo, they do have these, you know, bounties, like you mentioned contracts, right? So they're going to have these, contracts we don't know exactly how they're going to implement them but i imagine that there's going to be different contracts available at different times and you have the opportunity to target specific items and that's going to help to fill out your build you know if you're like man i absolutely have to get an smg for this build and i don't have one worth using well okay guess what it's tuesday this smg uh contract is up so let's get you know my friends and go tackle this because i need this for my build so mm-hmm. that is is definitely something that we're going to see and now is it going to be just like that i'm not sure i hope so but we'll see and then also they're going to have crafting like diablo has crafting so you could actually craft things that kind of round out your build or if you're missing like a like a belt or something then you can craft one now um manny and i know you're in the middle of your explanation but and i was thinking about this as we're talking about it but do you think they'll have something like not necessarily re-rolling, but uh, you know the the gem lady, the one that lets you re-roll one. The, perk. Yeah. Oh, I I know her. What's her name? I can't remember I her can't name remember for some her. reason, but I absolutely hate her. She's so mean. She's the worst. <laughs> she never gave us what but I wanted. What she we doesn't wanted. give me what I want. There there is no re-rolling of items. Oh, okay. So there, there's going to be an extensive crafting system and even very special items that you'll be able to craft. And if you craft something and if you don't like the roll on it, the random portion of that item, just craft it again. Okay. So that is kind of their their path, you know, just just craft right. it again. And you remember in Destiny 1 you, mm-hmm. when you could kind of re-roll items at the, the weaponsmith? 
Mm-hmm. You had to have materials to do that, right? Until you got that perfect roll. It's kind of the same idea. You just craft the same item over and over and over until you get something that's going to work for you. Until you get what but, you want. you know, we'll, we'll see how easy it's going to be to obtain special materials. Because, I mean, I don't know. I just imagine that we're going to be on, on a very hard difficulty. We're going to get a blueprint so we can craft something. We'll go home and make it, but we might need special components to craft it, mm-hmm. right? So it might not be as easy as I'm just going to make 50 of these to get the one I want. It might be like, shoot, I could make maybe one later. You know what I mean? So right. So we'll see how the crafting system shakes out, how the how the contract system shakes out to make the whole um, loot system a, a good experience overall. But they are they are kind of looking at that Diablo style loot system as, as guidance here. And I think that's an awesome thing moving on here. Another thing that they're doing that other games do that's pretty popular now is the games as a service, right? Mm -hmm. It's a live game service. So over time they're going to support the game with more story content, with more end game content Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be free. There's no monthly subscription. Yeah, exactly. And and there's no season pass, right? Mm-hmm. So they're you know they're they're monetizing in a specific way, and we'll talk about that next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a live service game. I think if it's done right, then it's gonna feel good. Then it's gonna feel like Bioware is there yeah. for you yeah. as a player, right. uh, continuously supporting this game that right. you know that you're really liking. So well, let's hope let's hope that uh, that they're able to pull it off. You know. I think part of that is on us too, is, is to have reasonable expectations too. And I think, I think walking into this game, my expectations having been through the life cycle that we've gotten so far of really all the games that we've played, Warframe, you know, Destiny, um, I think to a degree, the community's ravenous nature sometimes makes it to where it's like you can't feed this baby enough right they're, <laughs> they're gonna want <laughs> yes. more and more so oh, i yeah. think to have a healthy expectation of hey look i'm probably if i can get through uh the content you know with me within maybe i don't know if i can get a hundred hours worth of game time out of this game you know with what they give us initially Yes. And then add on top of that what what they're going to support it with going forward. Then that's good. That's healthy, right? Cuz then mm-hmm. you you and I inflate, we can go play BF5. We can go play COD. We can go do other things, right? That that we enjoy as well and then come back to this. I feel like Warframe has gotten it the best of all of them so far just personally speaking because I love that game. I haven't played it in months, but I know that I can go back and pick right up where I left off, you know what I mean? So let's hope, let's hope that they can deliver on that, uh, on what their community is going to expect from them. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's actually what I'm looking for. I really liked uh, Destiny 1, how I just wanted to play it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I sunk, uh, you know, just unreasonable amount of hours into that game. (laughs) (laughs) And I, yeah. And I haven't had that experience since. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got Battlefield. I have a podcast on Battlefield, but that's not the role that it plays. I want something that just takes all my time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, that feels yes. I, I think good. Anthem might be that. It could be that, and I hope that it is. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. 
But uh, you ready for this next section here, Manny? Let's do it, man. All right. So now, what mis- what mistakes has Bioware avoided that other studios have made so far? Um, I think that uh, based on what we've seen so far, they they I get the sense that they are definitely learning from everyone else. So um, we have here there is a separation between gear, appearance, and statistics. So if you have a piece of gear, uh, and I guess in this case, your javelin, right? Uh, one of the four, you can't change the appearance of the javelin, but the statistics and the build itself is based upon other things, not necessarily, you know, like the helmet that I have. I really like this Iron Banner helmet to reference Destiny or Warframe, right? I, I really yeah. like how Rhino looks, but I can't have you know a, a sarin type build because because those things don't even exist in that game right so that's yeah. really cool that you're able to do something like that in this game um the item the items that you get don't affect your appearance so you look the way you look i guess there will be uh, and i'm sure we're going to talk about this some cosmetics that we'll be able to get later on but um the statistics are separate uh it is a pva pve only game currently uh this allows bioware to focus the the on the power fantasy of anthem without having to worry about pvp balance and we already kind of touched on this a little bit bringing something like pvp into um any game really and i think this is where the example of destiny definitely comes into play the fact that you have to balance a game like that around pvp really um since that is such a popular aspect of that game the, the various builds, and, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, weapons and abilities, you know, can't necessarily do what its potential is in PvE because they have to balance around that uh, in yeah. PV, PvE, which makes for that power fantasy to really be minimized, you know? So exactly. How about you guys? What, what are your feelings on, on, that, on that? I absolutely love this. I have my PvP games. Right. I, I don't need it in Anthem. Right. Uh, Anthem is going to be what I want to uh, wind down with. Mm-hmm. It's going to be what I want to enjoy with my friends without having to be overly competitive. Uh, so I like the approach that they've taken with this. And if they never bring PvP, I'll be perfectly happy with that. Man. Yeah, it'd be fine. It'd be fine with me too. I'm good with that. Okay cool apart from um, the whole competitive thing that i mentioned earlier right you know that's <laughs> but i mean that's different that's absolutely that's totally yes. different right so totally different yeah mm-hmm. and then uh no loot boxes or uh or treasures treasure satchels <laughs> um or what do you know whatever they're gonna call them mm-hmm. uh, in the game so that's super cool um you cannot pay for power either so it won't be pay to win um the only thing uh, I think currently and hopefully going forward uh, will be that they will be monetizing will be optional cosmetics, micro optional cosmetic microtransactions for cash, but you can earn microtransaction currency during gameplay as well. So as we've mentioned in the past with many other games, uh, you know, and especially this was a really big point of contention with Destiny. Uh, was that you just had no in-game way of getting all these really cool cosmetics that they wanted us to pay for with real money. So yeah, that's going to be really cool. 
And, and I really hope that they have learned from other mistakes here. I hope that whatever mm -hmm. you do earn in game that could be used for microtransactions, I hope that is exclusive currency as well. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is if you look at like Battlefield 5, you can earn company coin, use company coin to unlock your weapon perks and stuff, but you could also use that to buy stuff in the cosmetic section of the store, right? Mm -hmm. That stuff is really expensive. And if you um, if you like to try out a lot of different weapons, and but then you're like, dude, I really want this skin, and you end up spending like thousands of your company coin on skins, you might not have enough to unlock all your weapon perks, which mm -hmm. which is a big burden. And there's like a lot of people are hitting max level right now. You can see on the on the subreddit that you know earning company coin at that high level is is uh it's just it's constrained it's not working right it's right. broken right uh, especially for people who bought uh cosmetic stuff yeah and like because I, I just read a post today of a guy who's he's max level and you know so a new weapon came out and he's trying to unlock the perks but he can't because the rate at which he's getting them is so low so he just has to wait just well uh my my battlefield history comes out now that is a bug yeah, yeah. Uh, they they are working on that. That's not how it was designed. Uh, but you are correct. The company coin's not working right. Um, but even if they instituted a system like that to where it was a shared currency, it could work perfectly fine as long as it functioned correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I I do think, and and they've they've said that they said you know it'd be irresponsible for them if they were not looking at all these other games and learning from their mistakes. Right. So, you know, I, I do have a lot of hopes as far as not repeating any of those. Mm -hmm. It's great, man. The, I think Anthem looks really good and I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Well, we wouldn't be doing this show if we didn't think it looked great, <laughs> right? Or if we weren't excited about it. Yeah, so. exactly. So any any final thoughts or final words before we close out this episode, boys? Yeah, actually, so far we've gotten to play very little and so a lot of what we see, we're building up in our, our heads. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about the hop train. Um, but I really do think that this game has the potential to be the next big thing, at least within our community. Mm -hmm. It's always so much better whenever we're playing the same game because we do have oh, yeah. the gaming adventure club. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us are dispersed, though. Mm -hmm. And when you bring us together, it's just that much more fun. Right. And and I think Anthem is going to do that for us. Yes. Yeah. Bring back the days of the, uh, you know, 12 person parties and everybody's doing, you know, different things, <laughs> but in the same game. And, you know, yeah. as people drop off, you know, you just consolidate the team and it makes for uh, just a, a, a great time. You know, it makes it makes for a really fun social event built around a game. So yeah, hopefully this will be able to do that for us. Yes, indeed. I do want to point out that when Flav said that we have played very little of the game, he was talking about him and Manny. He's not talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I was left out in the cold on that one. No NDA for me though, boys. <laughs> you can talk about whatever. I can talk buddy. about all I want. No, but <laughs> soon enough, soon enough. It's around the corner. Yeah. So as I said before, this is a part of the gaming adventure club community. 
And this show is brought to you by the kind supporters of our Patreon. So thank you so much for your generosity, for making this show possible. And if you feel that you want to support what we are doing here, then go over to gamingadventureclub.com slash support, and you can support us there. So joining me is my good friend Flav of the Sufficiently Afflicted podcast. Flav, mm. give a plug to that show for anybody that wants to know what you're up to. And, uh, and, and be, before you do, it's a battlefield show. But there's so much good wisdom about teamwork, mm -hmm. about um, playing competitively, that you don't even have to play Battlefield to really receive some benefits here. So uh, how can people find you, Flav? Yeah, so we are sufficiently afflicted. You search for us in any podcast app, you're going to find us. Uh, we are focused on getting better at the game. And uh, really... Our, our focus is to hang out. <laughs> so uh, we want you to feel like we we are just a whole squad, you included. So, yeah, uh, you can you can follow us on Twitter at AfflictedCast. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it. Um, or, as Manny said, come talk to us on the Discord, the GAC Discord. And there you go. So if you like what you heard, but you still have some questions, just go over to your email client and drop us an email. Feedback at theanthemshow.com hit us up on twitter at the anthem show or come and be a part of our community gamingadventureclub.com slash discord thanks for joining us everyone i don't have an anthem specific outro i'll use my regular one from from the other podcasts uh until next time have an adventurous week and take care of each other <laughs>